the acting branch. Hi, Steve. Thank you for joining me today on the acting brunch. Uh, really looking forward to speaking to you. How are you? I'm I'm cracking, mate. You know, it's um, I'm looking out the window. It's a, a at the street. You yeah. know, like most <laughs> most people have done for the past eighteen months. Um, but yeah, just just sitting here in my little in my little office where I uh, where most of the ideas come to uh, come to fruition. Basically, you got I mean, this, this is where this is where I actually do my job. I do okay. my job from here, ah, so right. um, my, my pay the bills job. So yeah, it's um, this is where all the ideas that uh, that I I kind of get come from while, while I'm talking to people or not or or not listening to people or not listening to people as well. Amazing, which uh, yeah. So just to set the table, then you are a, an actor from uh, based in um, Salford at the moment, mm -hmm. and you are also a writer, and you've just written and finished shooting your first web series called council culture which i believe we that's right look forward to getting into also you set up um, what started as a facebook group called act your age which was basically for uh, castings etc and opportunities for more mature actors which has now developed into something which you are now putting on a, a showcase as well i'm really looking forward to speaking to you about that so um just to, to start it off can you give me a little bit of a background about yourself in terms of an actor so um I know, as I know, again, we've we've um, worked together on a, on a showcase a couple of years ago, and obviously we've we've caught up a few times. But I know you previously had a career before you got into acting. Now, could you tell me a little bit about your, your journey towards that? Did you act before while you were younger, or is it something that you got into, and when did you make that sort of change? Well, I acted um, as a child, not not professionally, but as a child, um, I was in uh, going well back. I was in a I was in a scout gang show for about four years in a row um, in in Ermstead in Manchester, where I was where where I grew up. Okay. And then I I did school plays um, at my at my school, which was St Bede's in uh, in in Wally Range. Well, St Bede's when I went there was an all boys school. So and obviously they still needed uh, boys to play. The girl parts so you know i was uh, and i played i played bet in oliver and um and before my voice broke and <laughs> you know so like although if, you, if there was a female part in in a shakespearean play they'd give it to me because apparently i had nice legs but so play, you know <laughs> so that was that was not I, I, they're not as nice anymore so yeah um <laughs> but once I, once i left school um i did i did one piece of amdram that the altrincham garrick about 30 years ago mm -hmm. but I kind of did it so like drifted away from it it wasn't something that really en enticed me I found okay. other things to do for tea pub yeah. drink girls that kind of stuff so yeah it was a case of um so, so just didn't really enjoy I mean I like going to the theatre I like going to the cinema but the, mm -hmm. I like seeing people doing stuff rather than rather than myself doing it yeah yeah like and so like my career initially I worked in freight for 14 years um then i went to university as a uh, as a mature student went to sheffield university uh, got a law degree um then uh, my wife uh, moved had got a job in london so as i was finishing my degree we moved, we moved down to london um i went back to freight for about a year because i was trying to get a, a job in the law as a solicitor or you know i was you know, paralegal or whatever, because I was 36, 37 at the time, I was going up against 21, 22 year olds with the same, with the same qualifications as me. I just didn't get a chance. 
Yeah. So I thought, well, in this case, I'll try and work on the other side of the, the law. So I joined the Met Police. Right. So I worked. Yeah. So I worked um, down there for the, you know, for the Met Police. I was mostly in communications for the Met Police, which yeah. is where where some stories that I come from that I've written about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, so that and then so that after about eight years in the police, um, I left. And that's really when the acting journey started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I, I mean, I love that your backgrounds with regarding with the police and stuff, and the and I can imagine the experiences you've got now. What they're gonna they're helping you now again with your writing, but also they're gonna mm. help with your your performances and your acting as well going forward. And I love hearing people's stories. You know, people coming into it late. I I came into it at a later stage. You know, myself. Um, what made you when? What made you decide? You know, what, I'm going to get back into acting now. And what was your first steps that you take? You, you took to to get yourself back into the into the industry. Well, when I when I went to my first acting class, which was um, where we met like when we did the showcase um, a year or so later, um, I I went there. I didn't go there with the intention of actually doing acting, because um, within the space of two months, I was a best man, from a best mate. And I was also giving my sister away at her, at her wedding. And I was absolutely petrified of public speaking. Uh, I've, <clears throat> um, I've got, I tend to sometimes, my, my mouth tends to run away quite quickly sometimes. Um, so, so it's quite, sometimes I'll start talking really quickly like this and then sometimes people can't find my words and saying, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I, had, I went there to kind of, to slow myself down. And so I'll be able to not be nervous when I was actually standing up in front of 100 people. Wow, okay. So, so the first class I went to, um, there was an improv class. And the teacher said, right, I want you to continue the story of, a book, of the last book that you just read. Right. And at the time, I was working my way through Ernest Hemingway's book. And, and, the, uh, and the last book I read was, was a book called The Old Man and the Sea. Which is about a guy, an old, an old fisherman who catches the biggest fish in the sea, but the, the the fish is so big it pulls him out to sea. All right, okay. Okay, until eventually they both get knackered and the fish gets so tired that he can't pull him anymore. So then he ties the, the fish to the boat and rows back to the shore, which takes him two days. And by the time he gets back to the shore, all the other fish have eaten the big fish. So all there is is a, is a carcass. So. Yeah. I so I improvised at the end of that. Um, so as um, the Guinness Book of Records have just rung him up and said, "I understand you've caught the biggest fish in the world." So I, I left the room as me, and I re-entered the room as a wizened old Italian man, so blind and deaf and decrepit and knackered because he's been fishing for four days straight trying to catch this fish. Hmm. And and it's sort of like when when I finished it. And I walked out of the room, everybody applauded. And it was, and nobody, and everyone, like everyone like politely applauded everybody else's, but this one kind of like, I walked back in, everyone was standing up. And I thought, oh. wow, that's all right, isn't it? Oh, I'll have some <laughs> of that. Oh, I'll have some <laughs> of that. So, and then, it, but then that took me back, that immediately took me back to the applause that I used to get on the stage when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, and that feeling, and, and I, I remembered what it was like to to feel that energy from not just the the the, the audience, but from people that you're working with. Yeah, yeah. And make it and, feel something as well. Yeah, yeah. So I thought to myself, I'm 
I mean, I'll see where this goes. I'll just see where this goes and I'll, I'll continue going to the classes. So I, obviously I did the best man speech and I, did, I gave my sister away, did a speech there and they were both well received as well. And obviously, because I wrote them, but I had no, I mean, at the time I had no real intention of doing any writing. Um, and so, so it like kind of, it kind of went from there really until so the year later we did the the first thing I ever did in front of an audience in about 30 years was the showcase that we did oh was that your right okay yeah Amazing. so that was Amazing. yeah so that was so and it kind of went from there really yeah yeah fantastic I love that I love that I, I know again that feeling you, you must have got so I love that you were going in there to again to help you with you you know public speaking kind of mm. kind of thing as well and and you've uh and it's just touched you touched your heart and made you go you know what this is yeah this is where i should be you know that's yeah. very much it's, it's like people who people who fall into acting you know they go they go with the mates who they go with a mate to an audition because the, the mate's going to an audition and they've got no intention and they're the ones who get the job yeah I've heard so you know, many it's, stories it's, of that and and, yeah. and and they go on to be you know to be successful as well it just, yeah it does it happens yeah brilliant stuff so you've just finished filming a, a web series called Cancel Culture. Um, yeah, I'm really intrigued about this. What you, what I like, what you've done here is you bring in something obviously that's you've again some life experiences, and you're bringing them, bringing them into um, you know, it, it bring start to create something with that. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about Cancel Culture? What it's about? With you not know, to give me any spoilers, but you know, any sort of the background of it and and how that all developed, you know, and and how you got your team together, you know, you cast the process. Yeah. So I, so my, my pay the bills job, I work for a, I work for a local council, um, not anywhere near where I live, thank God, but, um, but it's cheaper for this council to have a call centre in Manchester than it is to have where they are. Okay. And in March, we obviously last March we all got sent home. Well, I got sent home first. I got sent home about a week before lockdown because I'm asthmatic and they didn't want me to didn't want me to sort of like have the chance of um, of catching anything on public transport. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I thought, well, hey, three months of Netflix and sitting on the uh, sitting on the veranda and doing nothing. <laughs> um, until a week later, they sent me an email and said, Steve, have you got Wi-Fi? And I thought, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So. Um, but it but it does actually come back to what council culture is. It comes back to what my mum said about writing stuff, mm-hmm. because my mum passed away last February. She didn't pass away from COVID. She, you know, she was, she had Parkinson's disease and she was oh. she had it for a long time and then she passed away. Mm-hmm. And obviously, then a month later, this everything everything goes to hell. Yeah. And it was kind of that push really that mum had always told me to do stuff, and now she's not here anymore. So I need yeah. you know something that I need to do for me cathartically at least yeah yeah so I start so and obviously more and more people because everyone was at home more and more people were ringing about stuff that they wouldn't normally ring about and I started writing down these little notes on on basically on, on the on the notepad that we use just because you know some because people try and run people try to run rings around you and a contact sensor because people think some people, not saying everybody thinks, but some people think because you work in a contact centre, you know, you've got one GCSE and you've, and this is the only job that you could get. Whereas, especially for me and quite a lot of people that I work with, it's, it's, I do it because it gives me a bit of freedom for my acting. 
yeah. they do it for childcare or you know for any for any it's number of reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but people, you, the people who talk down to you, and it's always the people who talk mm-hmm. down to you that that sometimes they create the funniest phone calls mm-hmm. because it gets because they start up here, you start down here, and then gradually it goes like that until yeah. you've got the best because. Because they expect it, they expect something that they're not going to get, and by the end, they're aware they're not going to get it. And <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I started writing down these calls, and one day I just put it on Facebook, on as a just as just as a, like a just a, a just like a script, and it was only it was twenty lines long, because somebody had somebody complained about getting a parking ticket in another borough. But then they rang me and complained about getting a parking ticket. And I said, you've, you, it's not us, you've rung the wrong borough. And they said, well, can't you do anything about it? And I said, well, no, because you're the wrong borough, you need to ring them. <laughs> Why do I need to do that? <laughs> yeah. Because I can't get onto their system. But you're in X city, aren't you? Yeah, but that's not the... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, no, and then it's all like, and then they want they want to use as a directory service. Have you got the phone number? So you know, so he said, well, so just Google it. Um, so so and he started so he started off from that, and then then somebody else rang, and it became, and I thought to myself, this makes a good story, so I'll I'll put this in, and it always starts with, so I always say, good morning, da da da, council, how can I help you? Hello, is that the council? Yes, it is. How can I help you? My local council, yes, how can I help you? Can you help me? It's, most calls always start like that. So I put that down, that's, then that's the beginning. And then they start, and then it starts, we have like people ringing registrars or parking tickets or council tax, and council tax is brilliant. Boring, but brilliant. Um, you know, um, parking permits, you know, we deal with bins, bins are the bane of my life. Um, you know, it's parks, trees, roads, pavements, you know, somebody sleeping outside Tesco, it's low, you just get loads and loads of material. And yeah, and it basically, and then you, you take what I take, what they say, which is them being pompous and me being polite. And I embe- I just embellish it from, and I take bits from different calls as well. So, so, and then I just amalgamate them all and stick them all together and then, and then, and then write them. So I was putting these things on Facebook and more and more people were liking them. Until eventually, three or four said, "Look, Steve, you've got to film this. You've got to film this. This is great. You've got to film yeah, this." And I thought, yeah. "Well, okay, yeah, that's that's a good idea. I'll film it. What am I? How am I going to? Uh, how am I going to film it? I've got, I've got. I don't know anybody who films stuff. You know, I, I've got a phone. I've got a phone. Oh, I got an idea. I'll just get people. To, I'll get people to phone themselves, ringing, and then we'll just splice it together. Right. And it and it start and it, and it started and it started from that." So, I mean, this, 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 this could go on for another 10 minutes, but I'll, I'll crack on. <laughs> so, so I started this casting process and I am never doing it again. I am never casting again, because if anybody complains, I know if anybody complains about casting directors not getting back to them, I'll tell you why. I had 80 people email me and it took me a week to get through them all. <laughs> And these are all people that I know. These are people like most of them I consider to be friends as well. And that yeah. might have been made it worse a little bit. But, but it was only on my personal Facebook page. I didn't put it out to, on to anybody else. Hmm. Um, so I was casting then. So we're going through all these 
all these self tapes of people doing pretend phone calls and some of them were absolutely fantastic they took me you know they'd had they had some they had like the, the husband in the other room doing the other lines and stuff like that it's brilliant <laughs> awesome. you know, if i could have if i could have cast them all i would have cast them all i would have done 90 yeah. different scripts yeah and then this guy there did a short film in liverpool sends me a message and says i'll film it i'll film it. i've got a camera i'll film it and also i thought well, right, oh. well that's great so that means that we can film these people at their houses can film me here and and that would be looking looking more professional so so i had a meeting with him we went through his different ideas and i was casting 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 and then he just disappeared but i'd already told all the actors that we were filming right so at their houses so and this i and now but then this idea that i had had already gone into a, into a massive plan mm -hmm. of what i could do with it yeah so i wasn't going back to just having people film themselves on the phones so i was having people having a cameraman so i so i explained my woes to my friend um rebecca evans who you yeah, know rebecca, i think well, yeah, yeah yeah uh because I'd, I'd done a play with her um at the back end of 2019 called exam and and i know that she's she produces stuff and she put me in touch with natalie kennedy who's um who's a director and so nat nat agreed to well, nat agreed yeah. to di direct it so then then i went through the casting process and the casting process was was interesting because i got i got it down to the final four so i'd already ca i'd already cast two people so i'd cast i'd already cast bex as a like as saying a massive thank you and i cast meg uh an, act an actress called megan ralph because i would i had when i was writing um one i had her in mind for it because she just looked exactly like the person I, I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, but then the other four episodes, I had I, I went through the I went through the casting process, got it down to the final four, did Zoom, um, did Zoom interviews with everybody, yeah. uh, with the proviso that it had to ask, answer the question: Is Die Hard a Christmas film? <laughs> and and which it obviously is. Of course, it and is. Then, <laughs> and then and then and then. And then because it was i felt so bad about how i had to let i had to tell 70 people that they weren't going through the audition stage and then i had yeah. to tell nine other people that it was great meeting you but i'm really sorry yeah and each email took me like 45 minutes to write because i'm yeah. just too i'm just too bloody nice <laughs> that's it but it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's 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 interesting though isn't it that's a, a lot you know something that you've learned by taking that on and and that's such a massive part of it that you know mm. but people don't realize you know when actors are you know oh, why haven't they got back to me and you know and whether it be a short film or anything and thinking that but it is it's it's, it's, it's such a you know as you just explained then so difficult yeah yeah it's it was it was i mean sitting here going through them going through them and going through them again trying to get because it was quite easy to get down to like 10 but then to get down to four was really you no know, was really really hard I mean, I, there was there were certain there were certain ones that I, I certainly had in mind for the part when when they when they emailed in i thought yeah that was that's right i was looking for that but i still went through the pro you know so but so there's certain people so like there's a um there's one that uh, Stephen Gidwaney is in, and that's of course Stephen Gidwaney. Mm -hmm. And they would have people, anybody else who went for that part would have had to out Gidwaney, Stephen Gidwaney, and which is which is quite <laughs> hard. But um, but yeah, the others were sort of like, although I had an idea, 
it was they were so everyone was as good as each other yeah, yeah so it yeah. really had to be it really in the end it really had to be who could work with me and and, and so like and who could so like i don't even know bring the character to so Ponzi, mm. bring the character to life yeah. i guess but even like even like for the, the, the one of them there was it was between it was between two um actresses and it took me two days really not too that not a bit long maybe two hours to um but it took it took me a lot so longer to, yeah because i just couldn't decide between two people yeah, and it's all because you, you, it's your, the whole thing's your baby, really, that you've got, a, and you've got an idea in your head what you want, and it's, again, it's just nothing against anybody who, you know, as you said, it's it's difficult having to choose, but you've got to just make sure you get what's in your head, because the whole process is yours, you know, you're not just yeah. like the, the writing, you're passing it on to somebody else to, it's, you, you know, it's, in, it's, it's yeah. such a, you're such a big part in it, so. And another thing was, because the, the, the people who had, who had sent in cell tapes are people that have cast me and stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, and that was, I didn't want to go, I didn't, I was I was worrying actually that if I said no to them that they'd never cast me again. Yeah. But obviously that's not the case. It's, but yeah. it's because you know we, we've understand. all been we've yeah we've all been rejected for stuff by by friends. So it's not. Of course. But yeah, but I was worrying, especially because it, especially because it was like April May when none of us knew we were ever going to work again at all. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know I didn't you know I didn't want to let people I didn't want to let people down. But like I say, if I got to cast all ninety, I would have done that. It would have been a far easier job. Yeah, yeah, but it's well again. It's it's just let you know again. It's it's because it's your first sort of project of that sort of scale. It's you're learning all this 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 part of it, and you suppose you sometimes it's again. It's it's nothing personal against people. It's just it. I you know it's not personal. It's business. I don't mean that in a yeah. bad way, but it, you know it, you you're doing it. It's for it's for the project. We've all been rejected. It's part of the you know the mm. job of it. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's amazing. So you got you got you you obviously you started um back then you you lost you got uh, Natalie and, and Bex on board from the from the as well as Bex in front of the camera behind the camera as well to help out, yeah. which is great. Mm. Um. You, you. I know you wrapped on it recently. Obviously, I'm assuming there was a gap in between the filming and what was the, you know, when you when what was the, the sort of um, timeline regarding that? Well, we start we started filming last November, beginning of November, yeah. um, and we, we we filmed three of the three of the other side of the conversations, not my part of the conversation, um, and we were going, and then he sort then then COVID took over again. Um, so we'd rearrange to start doing to to do my bits here um, the first week in January, mm-hmm. and of course everything got locked down. So we just and um, it, it was just just was impossible really. And because we're filming in people's houses, yeah, uh, we didn't want to take the risk because obviously it's in close proximity to to different people to, to people. Uh, and obviously it was in the winter, it was going to be cold, you couldn't really vent, you couldn't really go at open windows, you know, snowy, rainy, whatever. We're going to, we're mm-hmm. obviously, we did one filming in Sheffield, and I lived in Sheffield, and the bloody hell, it's cold in January. <laughs> so, um, so we kind of, so we stopped it, and then, um, so Will, who is, who was our sound guy, and it was also our, our editor, um, his, his wife fell pregnant. So, okay. and he didn't want to bring COVID into the household in case anything happened. So we lost the sound guy. So, and then we had, so we had to start scrabbling around for a sound guy uh, because obviously it, it, nobody was doing, it was, everyone was doing it for free. Yeah. And we couldn't find anybody to do it. 
so we we lost so we lost time on on that until we 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 did we eventually found we found a sound guy for for Sheffield. We did Sheffield in uh, at the beginning of May, and then uh, and then we we found that we found a sound a, 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 just a graduate a recent graduate from uh, from Salford Uni called Ben Moore. He was really good, and so we, I basically I paid him his travel expenses, but um, but he stepped in and we did. So we did uh, two pieces. So we did three. We also, I also added a Christmas episode during um because I did because uh, I wrote something over Christmas, um, and so and I asked uh, and I asked John Stewart to do that because Brilliant. you know because apparently apparently because I every time I do something every every third thing I do it looks like on my CV John Stewart was in it <laughs> because we did because we did a, we did a filmed play in January that we were both we were both sort of like cast at the last minute in. So, um, so yeah, so I asked John to do it and he was quite happy. So, so I, he sat down in a Christmas jumper and a Christmas hat in, what was it, the beginning of June when it was 30 degrees outside, you know, just sweltering under his hat, which he deserved. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so then we, so then we filmed my bits, but we could, because it's hit, because this is too small and obviously COVID is still a bit, it's still around a little bit. My wife hadn't been, I've been double jabbed and my wife hadn't been double jabbed. We, we again, we, I use Bex again. She's thought like, she's my saviour in everything, really. Um, we used her house to film my bits, which actually looked better because he's working from home. So we did it in her kitchen. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, and then we, so we finished filming last Thursday. So that was July the 1st. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad though you know, the process overall. What an experience! You've got the pandemic in between and all these uh, mm. obstacles. Which I mean, it's it'd be hard enough anyway. These things, you know, things do happen and things come up, especially when you assemble in a crew and you know they other work opportunities might come that again financially where they're getting you know there's there's money coming in so you've got that anyway but to do it with what you have done with the pandemic i think is brilliant and i'm delighted that it's 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 all wrapped for you which is fantastic what is there a plan for that that you can reveal is it you know in terms of is there a time scale for when it's going to be released and is there any idea of or is that something that you're still um still in discussions with well it's currently it's currently in the editing process and uh, natalie's editing it as well because she obviously she had a clear idea about what it was that she about the about how how it was going to look and the and the and the and the shots that she'd taken, yeah. And obviously, because, and Will, um, obviously, now got now he's got a baby on the way as well, um, which is due to the beginning of next month. So it's kind of he won't have the time to do it, even if he if he did have the time to do it. So Natalie's now doing it. So we are looking to release it fifteenth um, of September, so the first episode, and then weekly up until the end of October, and then the Christmas episode. Um, in mid-December. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic! Oh, I can't wait but to see it. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, but but then obviously then I've got plans for it as well because I me mean, people are talking about it being a, like an I mean, I've, and I it might be an idea that you could, I mean, monetize or whatever you know because I'm gonna I'm basically I'm gonna say to people if you enjoy what like a lot of people say if you enjoy what I'm doing then buy me a coffee. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, absolutely. Because because I've got. It's obviously because I'm already, I mean, I've, there's so much material. I mean, I've already got like eight episodes of material I get, that I can do again. So if it's well received, then do it again. But try and do it a bit differently. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't, you can't repeat yourself, I don't think. Because it's, because it, it kind of, I think seven phone calls, seven phone calls like that are enough. Because yeah. after a while, it's like the joke stops being funny. Yeah. Um, but, but there's still the ridiculousness of some people. Yeah. But I also want to show that there is a different side to to this side of it, 
because yeah. we, we've all been we've all been on this side of it, mm -hmm. having a go at somebody. But there are very few people who've been on this side of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I had a, I mean, I, I had a, I had a guy. He rang up today, and sort of like he'd, he'd got, basically his he just rang up for an argument. That's yeah. all he rang up for, and he ended up calling me for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And so it's that it's like so it's that kind of that what yeah. people yeah. and again the, like the mental so especially not, like nine 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 calls as well. Oh going just going back to that. The mental part of it can 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 be really difficult, mm. and it's uh, so maybe I might want to try and show that. So, hey, Definitely. less comedy, more jokes. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's great, and it's great that from that idea it's developed, and how it, you know, I love how you know it's touching how you started to write that as well, and and mm. at the timing of everything. So, really hope it goes well for you, man, and I'm, I was I'm sure it will, and and you know look forward to seeing how it develops in the future. Um, but yeah, so from from that then, so that's been a big thing you've been involved with lately. And um, one of the thing, really big thing I wanted to ask you about is you created um, a group on Facebook which was called Act Your Age. Um, mm -hmm. Is it? And I want to get it right. Act Your Age castings for forty plus actors. Is that basically yeah. what the title was? Um, yeah. And I think it sort of exploded in terms of members, and I believe you're over five thousand members now. Um, I, I might, yeah. I might probably be more. Um, which I think is which I think is great, and it's obviously now it's developed into something which is going to be a showcase. Which you which I've noticed online, you've been busy busy working on and casting and writing and stuff, which I think is amazing. Uh, can you tell me about what what made you start with the Facebook group? Did you expect it to be where it is now? And you know what was the pay? Why did you set that up? And why did you think actors of a mature or more mature age needed needed this? It was a rainy Sunday in February, <laughs> and um, last February, and I was trawling through social media trying to find jobs. So on Facebook, on on Twitter, and and I was coming up with absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing at all. That at least fit me, you know. So you know, a white a white fifty year old middle class boarding man. Um, so I kind of I'm on Facebook. So basically, again, it's all about Facebook. Um, I put on Facebook, can't believe, can't find a casting. Da, da, da. I mean, so look, thinking out, look at me, you know. Mm. And somebody said, um, yeah, somebody said, I can't find anything either. So I sort of thought, oh, well, that's interesting. I've got an idea. Well, so then I, don't, I got an idea. I will set up, a, set up a casting page just as a, just as an off thing to see if for friends so that we could share, um, we could share castings. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And I, so I started to set up the Facebook page. And it wasn't called Castings for Force Plus Actors at that time. It was called Castings for Castings for Older Actors. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what it was initially, that's what it was initially called. It wasn't even called At Your Age, because that came later. It was Casting for Older Actors. Right. So I sent it off to about 80, 80 friends who were all in the same boat as me. Mm -hmm. Left it. Left it overnight. Woke up the next morning, there were 800 members. And I thought... <laughs> Really? Yeah. So, right. Okay. That escalated but they were, quick. That's just, just just a touch. So obviously that meant there was obviously there was a there was a massive demand for something like that. Um, because obviously, and what because obviously castings you tend to find new writing, especially which is something we'll, we'll get onto hopefully. New writing always tends to be for people below a certain age, because new writing tends to be written by writers below a certain age. Or it's always considered like it's um, what is it, up and coming or 
you know, um, people people entering the industry are always in the 20s, in 20, nobody ever thinks about people in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s. Yeah. People have had a career first of all, and then have gone on mm -hmm. to do something. So, but I woke up to this thing and um, people were arguing about what is an older actor. Is it 40? Is it 50? Is it 60? Somebody even said it's over 70. And it was just, and this page was, and, I, and as I was looking at, as I was actually reading this thing, I could see the membership number dropping because right. it, there are enough there are enough acting pages on Facebook for people to shout at each other without yeah. this one becoming another one. But so stop the page. Um, my wife said, you need to, you need, basically you need to delete all these comments and, and make it so that you have to say that the castings are okay before before putting before letting them on. Mm -hmm. And we we had a conversation about it, and it's, it's, it was. It, I'm sure it was her idea. It certainly wasn't my idea to call it at your, at your age. Mm -hmm. um, so we called it at your age. Casting for forty plus forty. Mm -hmm. It is. It's great because we all do, or we, or most some of us don't. I know I don't. Mm -hmm. um, Casting for forty plus actors because I was, you know, I'm fifty two. Um, at the time I did it, I was fifty one. That's right. It was only a year. It's only a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because there's no point in me setting up a casting page and then me not being part of the casting on it. So and I, I know a lot. So, you know, and basically, and also it is a case of once you get to the age of 40, castings kind of drop off a cliff and even more so for, for female actors. So, um, so that was that. So that, that started that. And then a, a couple of people said that we should meet and see how, because it, because it sort of like grew exponentially. It was like, for the first month it was it got to about 2000 2250 members yeah and so obviously there was there was something out there for people over 40 yeah so we so i stuck on um i stuck on the page that uh, we we're gonna we'd have a meeting at uh, at home in 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 manchester yeah and i thought that, like two people would turn up um but no about 20 turned up um I mean, sort of people that I'd, oh. I'd, I'd, I'd known of, but I'd never met before, uh, people I didn't know about, but now I do. So like Will, yeah. who, you know, I met, I met Will through through there because he's part of the, he's one of the producers. Yeah. And it, I mean, at the time it was going to, it was going to be a lot more community-based. Lots more, a lot of people, a lot of people having ideas um, and, and coming and saying what we should do. Um, and we came up with the idea of the showcase um and we put out and we put out a casting call um and then of course covid hit again so because i remember i was i was in i was sat in a travel sat in a travel um lodge in coventry because i was on a tour i was on a theater tour writing out all these people because we'd sorted out a day to do with auditions in people in person auditions we'd you know we're sorting out um um what times people could come you know what their what their skills were and all that kind of stuff and then a week later, it just it just went everything went bandy. Yeah. So and so because we because we were then stuck really with 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 the, with this, it became sort of like the the two directors that we that we brought on board for the showcase and me and Will and Rebecca Evans again because you know wherever wherever she goes, I go. <laughs> so. Um, and so that, but so we, we were going to do the showcase, and we, obviously we didn't know with COVID where we were going to be. So we went through the process of 
of asking people for we'd already done like we asked people for cell tapes and and as covid got a bit more obviously got worse if it could get any worse it got worse so we started asking people to to get involved in like short videos so that we could promote at, at your age obviously castings dried up yeah so it, so so it's like the at your age thing the showcase element of it took over um and trying to get people out there so we did there was a there was a there's a poem called at your age that we performed on zoom and is on youtube and then there's a there's a there's a passage from um blood brothers um the stage play called um i wish i was our sammy oh yeah i know it well, wish yeah. i was our sammy our sammy's nearly 10 he's got something something and, and he's built an underground den so even now it's only like a year later i can kind of remember yeah. but i but I don't ask. I can't do that. I have to stand near the gate because mum, because my mum says I'm only seven, but I'm not. I'm nearly eight. Nearly eight, yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so we, so yeah. So we put all that together. And it's all like there were, in between. It must be about 40, 50 different actors who who did that. And we put so we put that out over over social media. It got a little bit of traction, but of course everybody was putting stuff out over social media. So it's not like you know. We, we, again, we were fighting against everybody else doing stuff. Mm. So we thought we'd do, so then we, we had the plan to do the showcase in November. Uh, obviously that didn't, obviously that didn't happen because we were just, again, we were stuck in this, in this void of not knowing where you were going to be doing. So yeah, so it was, so it was because the showcase was supposed to be at Hope Mill in, in, in Manchester. And it was really great because as soon as we mentioned doing a showcase, Hannah Ellis, who's, who's a, the manager of Hope Mill, got in touch with me and said they would do it and they put it on for free. Because it's, because, wow. it's, because, it's a, because it's such a diverse thing, it, yeah. it gets right into their wheelhouse, really. Amazing, yeah. They're yeah. so good. They're so, so, so good and supportive with things like that. Absolutely. They're absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, can't, I really can't thank them enough, even though we're not, even though I haven't actually got there yet. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so but the showcase went again. So then we had to come up with this idea about what, what we were going, what we were going to do, because we didn't know if we were ever going to be able to put anything on. Yeah. So we came up with this idea for a new writing festival. So, and we had we had all the actors that we decided that were going to be in the showcase. We had thirty three of them, plus me and Bex and Will to make thirty six. Amazing. And um, we so we put out this this call for writing, and probably the, the greatest thing we ever did, but the most stupid thing we ever did was put it on writers' room. Because right. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it, the, the inbox was going every like ping, 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 ping. Oh, really? I mean, I mean, almost immediately. I mean, almost immediately, we were getting stories about dementia and care homes and all that kind of stuff. So they they almost immediately went from here into the bin, but because that's not the stories that we wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but after but so like we got in once that initial influx came in, that hardly any of them met the grade. Half most of them were unfinished. Um, the ones that came in from the writers' room, but ones that people actually thought about, um, we were blown away by them. And because wow. the, and it's because it, it's so many stories that you can tell about people over a certain age, yeah, that yeah. you don't yeah. necessarily see. And it's so like so we've got um, we've got um, couples in um, what's that? I can't remember what the word is now. We've got couples who are pretending to be other people. We've got LGBT stuff. We've got um, 
got two LGBTs. So we've got Jewish families, stuff like that. We've got um, people, people coming out of mental homes, um, coming back into society. It's such a diverse loads of oh. stories that we've got that we're looking for that we're looking forward to put on. So, but it's because we didn't really necessarily have a plan regarding it. So we were going to do we were going to do four theatrical plays, five radio plays, and two film pieces. Yeah. But because we haven't got any money, um, we couldn't find anywhere to do the radio plays. So they're now yeah. they're going to be they're going to be staged, rehearsed readings. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the four, the four theatrical plays are still theatrical plays, and the two film pieces are still going to be two film pieces. Mm. And obviously, then once once we've finished doing this, we're going to sit down and see where we are. But it's certainly something that can grow and grow and grow because at the moment we're just really northwest based because the majority of the cast are either from Manchester or Huddersfield. Wow. Well, yeah. 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 So um, you know. So yeah. I think it's no, sort of absolutely yeah. Where it's at the yeah. moment, it's it's so good. So the showcase, the the rehearsed readings. When are they? Are they scheduled to be on soon? So they're scheduled to be on. We're we're just we're just in like in final discussions with Hope Mill about the dates. But we've got at the moment okay. the provisional ones are August the twenty third, the thirtieth, and the sixth. So they're all Mondays. Um, we're going to be so that's when because rent is on at the time at that time at Hope Mill. Right. Okay. But it's their dark. But it's their dark nights. Mondays, pardon me. So, so we're going to be using their stage, or at least be in front of their stage, um, while you know while we do it. But you know, so it's going to be three plays a night. Fantastic. You know, so either one theatrical, one theatrical play or two radio, and with two radio plays or two, one radio play and two theatrical plays. We haven't quite figured that one out yet. But yeah, yeah. but it, but that's what that's where we are at the moment with that. But like you said, like you said at the beginning of, of talking about this, yeah, the the castings page. Is now at five and a half thousand people, and so like grows at about 20, 20 people a day. Wow! And it's obviously there are people on there who aren't over forty. Mm-hmm. There are people there. There are people members who who try to sell stuff, and it's not for selling stuff. It's just for castings. Yeah, you always get that. Um, in there. Yeah, but but yeah, but the castings have come through. So like the instant we've got we're castings now in Europe and the states. You know, majority of them are still majority are still in Britain. Majority of them are still in Manchester. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's great though, and I think that's good as well. Like you know, even you said it, whoever's joining, if it's like even younger people might see castings for that they can go, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that into that group, you know, and and, yeah. and to give people a chance. I think I think it's amazing, oh. man. And sorry, but yeah, but we we are so, so we are trying to be we're, we're not trying to be just a, like an enclosed group of over forties mm-hmm. because I mean we do have we do have one play that does have a um, a younger actor in it. So we did a casting call for a for a younger actor. Yeah, she's probably going to feel so. I don't know how she feels about just jumping in with all those old people, but <laughs> you know, but um, but you know, we're not try we're not trying to just have castings for over the casting pages for over forty. Yeah, but the right like for writing things that we don't necessarily just have to write people over forty. It was just the majority yeah. of people have to be over forty because yeah. that's what it's set up for. Amazing, and I think what's a great thing about it, you know, what developed from where it's from where, where it starts, what it's developed into, even like people who are just from whether it be the cast space, but especially with like the showcase and stuff, it's just giving people an opportunity um, to perform and and whatever stage in their career that they're at, it's it's given them that chance, and I think that's great what what you've created there, you know, as you said, you know, you didn't intend originally for it to to grow as it has, 
but it has done um you know organically in a way and and i think that's i think it's so good so good um I, you know, i think Thank you. I think I think both with council culture and without your age, neither of them would be where they are if it wasn't for COVID. Mm. So you know, I mean, it, it's it's a terrible, terrible thing what has happened. Yeah. But I think there's a when, especially when it comes to the arts, because we've been locked down and not been able to do anything. And the theatres have been dark. You know, production. I mean, it, you know, yeah, that was the high end production beginning of people had ideas. Yeah. About what about stuff to do, so. Everything, like like any tragedy, something good has to come out of it. Yeah, of course, from darkness you know, there is light, you yeah. know, light can come, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, it has as it it's you know happened as it has, and you know, and you know, but it's a best of luck with that because I do think it's a you know it's 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 giving people a, a good opportunity there, you know, to, to again that they might have as you said felt a little bit sort of out the way you know there's no castings you know that are showing up for them and now there's even if it's even if that's just one group from there they get something and it'll give that more confidence to you know to, to go and go forth i think that's you know job well done job well done um so for um wanted to to ask you as well again back to you you know with your acting careers you've been doing so much stuff from my production side of things which you know i assume it's you know, as, as, as much, even all the hurdles that you have, and it's something that you're obviously, you really, you know, you are enjoying as well. Mm. Um, but with you on, you know, the this side of the camera, um, I know you're a massive fan. And the reason I say I, I know this is because we're both in the um, Act On This TV community. I will give a shout out to Ross Grant to the fantastic yeah. uh, community. Yeah. And mm. I know uh, you, you, you know, I've seen you on some calls with, um, you got on there talking about your love of, uh, TV show Doctors. Um, you're a massive fan of it. Uh, you also had a podcast which was titled Two Lines and Doctors. Um, but yeah, yeah. obviously, obviously, you know, with your career, you, where you want to go. But tell me about, I know you've got this love for Doctors. I'm really intrigued about it. Um, and also, you know, your pursuit to get those two lines in there or more. Right. So the, the love of Doctors goes back to virtually when Doctors started about, in about 2000. So, yeah. um, so when I was at when I was at uni, um, all my lectures were in the morning, um, and the law building, the old law building, if anyone knows Sheffield, is up in is up in Crooks or near Crooks, which is right at the top of the hill. And um, my first year accommodation was right at the bottom of the hill, so I'd walk up to the building in the morning, but I didn't. But then I just I'd walk, so then I just I'd go back home for lunch. And then I won't go back to the law building because it was just too far away. And lunch was sort of like, a, like at one o'clock. So, so it basically it was the news. It was the local news. And then it was doctors because you have an hour for your lunch. Yeah. And so and doctors was on. And this is this is going back so far like that Christopher Timothy, who used to play the first James Herriot, was, was in it. <laughs> and, and I watched it religiously for four years. Every, every lunchtime, the ins and outs. And we saw like, the, oh, okay. you know, the ins and outs of this, of this doctor's surgery. And it really, really fascinated me that, that this was a soap. They turned around five, this is, they turned around five episodes a week. And this is before EastEnders was doing it. This is before Corrie were doing it. And this is before um, Emmerdale were doing it and Hollyoaks. Yeah. And, and it's, it, that, that turnaround and the amount of people that they have in it. I mean, I have to continue with the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Like they have three storylines. Yeah, but also standalone storylines, every, every, which is, you know, and it's a very, very and as I've as I've grown to love it even more, 
um, you know, you realise the budget is really small compared to the other soaps, and yet they managed to do really hard hitting, even if it's, yeah, it's a daytime yeah, soap, but it's still hard hitting stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that that was that was. But then, obviously, then I started. I left university, I had to go and do work. Um, so I kind of dropped out of doctors for a while until I started. So I started doing this. So I started acting. Yeah. And then you start paying attention to the soaps because they are the way in to yeah, it. And the, the and so like cause obviously and it's like there are three hundred day player roles a year in Doctors, far more than any of the any of the others. And it so so that's all I so I started what so that was I started watching it again, and you see people so like you see the people who've been in it. Who've gone on to great things like like Amelia Clark. Amelia, that was Amelia Clark's first job, and her second yeah. job was Game of Thrones. You know, it's kind of amazing. You know, it shows you, doesn't it? Just shows you. It does, yeah. And so, and it, and it's it's and it just really talks to me, I suppose, in a way because you, I see people. Obviously, I see people that I know on it that I might necessarily see on the on the other on the other soaps, and and I've got I got things to do in the evening. So I might not I might not get to catch the the other soaps, but I, you know it's kind of during the daytime, during lunch, doing this, you know I'll sit, you know I'll I'll watch Doctors. Uh, just mm. to just to just to round up nicely, I think um, is there anything that um, that you would advise for people who are you know we've just been saying about people you know who've been in a career that they've not been happy with and they've moved and they are making that jump, but someone who's making the jump and thinking about a career in in acting, you know later in life what advice from things that you've learned along the way what would be the sort of main bullet points of of getting you know for someone who's thinking look i'm a bit now we, we take less risks as we get older as humans don't we all but making them helping them to make that jump what would you say look these are the most important things you need to know go do it research i think re research for the for the most part because if you if you if you're because i saw like I, I jumped before I should have, I suppose. So I okay. it's a research because when I went to that first acting class, I had no idea about headshots, no idea about show reels, no idea yeah. about agents, no idea about you know other about recognized recognize that it's difficult. It's bloody difficult. There's 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 ups and downs. There's there's high ups and there are low downs. Yeah. And if you you need to you need to realize that the, you can. That, that that is that is the case yeah and if yeah um but yeah but research 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 but it's yeah. but it's it's so rewarding really and you, you've got to find your own niche you can't be you can't be jason statham because there is only one jason statham exactly but, you, <laughs> but yeah but then you've got to i mean you've got i mean suppose if you look at if you look at him if you look at him he had various careers before he before and he got plucked off a street corner so and don't don't think that you're you're no good at it because you are just because somebody that you consider to be worse than you at it is is more successful yeah it's not about success this industry is not about success it's lovely to have it mm -hmm. um and when you when you're getting paid to do it it's, it's to do something you love like any like a footballer probably um it's the best thing but even if you're not getting paid to do it and you love doing it, it's also the best thing. And that's that's what I that's what I've learned. People come into this industry thinking it's one thing and it's not. It's 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 a community. You find a community, you find the community within it. 
you get you go with people i mean something that somebody once said to me when i was working at rsvp um they said there was a clique in manchester there was a clique in there was a clique in uh in french theater and you know and he goes and i think um people will know who they mean when they say that there's a clique and i was i was i was rehearsing for i was rehearsing for a play that i didn't have any lines in and um and um once in a while we all bumped into him the, the late great mark russell and oh, he's a photographer yeah. and he's and he said to me it's not a clique they trust each other they work with each other they work with each other before they work with each other again yeah you'd need yeah it's you find your own clique Absolutely. And, and and that's and that's what it is, which I suppose is the reason why, you know, I trust the people. The people I work with the most are John Stewart, and I, and I've you know, and I, I don't necessarily work, but if I see John Stewart there, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And Rebecca Evans, because I trust her, I trust her implicitly because she's um, she's such she's fire, she's a firebrand really, yeah. and so that and that kind of if you trust people. To work with you'll work with you'll work with them again and they will work with you again you work and you work together Absolutely. so there are there are little cliques all over the place find if and if you can't get into that clique fuck them find your own clique <laughs> love it love it man love it well steve it's it's been a pleasure talking to you and i really appreciate your time and um you know and and i wish you nothing but the best of success with more you know for you personally your own career you'll get those two lines and doctors and you'll probably get even more to be honest we'll be getting a good few episodes or years in it but also you'll be on tv and you'll be on tv and you know I'm, and i look forward to look forward to watching you and best of luck with all the projects you've got going on as well and um yeah thank you very much for your time cheers mate it has been an absolute pleasure just talking about myself good <laughs> actors we all love it i <laughs> know oh, yeah yeah <laughs> well thanks for your time steve and you take care i'll speak to you soon cheers Drew. cheers